Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, it's not exactly the uh, end of men, or the demise of the human male, or not anytime soon anyway, but there's some weird things going on with the Y chromosome that scientists are noticing, and they're not sure what to make of it. It would appear as though the Y chromosome is, well, weakening or deteriorating. Uh, so why might that be, and uh, what are the implications? Joining us for more, very pleased to welcome to the program Dr. Peter Ellis, who's with the uh, School of uh, Reproduction and Biosciences at the University of Kent. Uh, Dr. Ellis, welcome to the program. It's great to be here to speak to you. In terms of how we would know whether and why the, the Y chromosome is, is deteriorating, how do we go about solving that, that puzzle? Well, the key here is really to look at uh, the history of it. And we can look at the history of the Y chromosome by seeing what Y chromosomes look like in other species as well as in uh, humans. And also by looking at the evolutionary theory about how Y chromosomes appear and why they inevitably do end up degenerating. And so the, imp- uh, the importance of the work that we, uh, my colleagues and I have recently been reporting on is looking at the processes of how these Y chromosomes degenerate and why we think the human Y chromosome is likely to last a bit longer than was previously thought. Well, okay, so it's, it's, um, its demise is not imminent, but there, to okay. some it appears sure, to be a, a troubling trajectory. time scales here. We're talking about uh, millions of years. Yeah. But um, if you make a sort of uh, naive calculation of how many genes the Y chromosome started with and how many it has left today, then the projection is that it disappears inside um, about uh, four, four and a half million years. However, there are some important processes that kind of keep the gene content of the Y chromosome topped up, which means we don't actually lose genes on it as fast as was thought. You lose a lot of genes very rapidly, but then the rate of gene loss um, levels off because there are processes that are important for maintaining gene content, particularly um, genes that are important in producing sperm and uh, maintaining male fertility. Right. So, I mean, it's, it seems odd because it's... It in some areas i mean it appears to be quite important uh, but in other respects maybe it isn't well exactly the y chromosome is only really important for um making the body have testes in the first place which in a sort of genetic sense is um the difference between men and women males and females obviously in terms of gender there's a whole extra layer of complexity in that which i uh, can't speak to but um the Y chromosome is useful to make male organisms and then to help them make sperm, but it's entirely dispensable for everything else. Women get along just fine without one. And uh, so this is really the reason why the genes get lost on the Y cr- uh, uh, chromosome, because everybody has an X, which means the X chromosome can take over the roles of those genes 
the wide doesn't need to contribute anything essential. In fact, if there was anything essential that was only on the Y, you couldn't have it because female, uh, women don't have a Y chromosome. Right, but I mean, so doesn't it's kind, it's... Like a, it's kind of like a use it or lose it situation. The evolutionary story is that the X and Y were originally identical chromosomes. But as soon as the Y acquires the gene that determines sex, so now you have something, the Y chromosome is what makes you male, that then ends up only getting passed from father to son to father to son to father to son, and it never passes through a female body, and so it becomes dispensable for anything that isn't useful to males. Well, does it stand to reason, then, that uh, if, if the Y chromosome were to disappear entirely, that so too would human males? This is um, something that um, was originally uh, noised about when these processes were first becoming uh, discussed in the literature. But really, it's not that simple, because it, in order to generate a viable fetus, a viable em embryo, you need genes not only to be contributed by an egg, you need genes to be contributed by a sperm. There's differences in how the genes are packaged depending on whether they're inherited from a mother as an egg or inherited from a father as a sperm, which means that in order to make a viable embryo, you have to have an egg and a sperm, which means that males are going to be necessary whether or not the Y chromosome disappears. In some species, the Y chromosome has disappeared, but the, how that happens is because either the gene on the Y that makes you male, it's called SRY, moves to another chromosome, and so that chromosome now becomes the new sex-determining chromosome, or some other gene takes over the job of being the male-determining gene, and so you no longer, SRY is no longer the gene that makes you male, but some other gene makes you male. But the, the need for males and females is fundamental. It goes back to the sort of dawn of multicellular life. Yeah. And uh, so we're never going to lose males, even if we lose the Y chromosome as the thing that makes you male. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> uh, but in terms of the, the, the question of the, the viability of the Y chromosome or whether it's inevitably doomed, there, there seems to be a lot of debate within the scientific community on this point. Well, that's true, because um, there, there's, uh, it, it really depends on whether you take the short-term view or the long-term view, and in evolutionary terms, that's sort of four million years versus hundreds of millions of years. And so the research shows that you, the Y has lost a lot of genes comparatively rapidly, maybe started 166 million years ago at the dawn of mammals with 1,600 genes on the Y chromosome, and now there's only like 30 or 40 left. And so if you project that, you'd say there's only a few million years left before it's lost them all. But there are processes of gene amplification and changes in the arrangement of how the genes are ordered on the Y chromosome that actually preserve those last few genes. And uh, one of the situations I work on is looking at how the uh, genes on the X and Y chromosome are important for main, uh, controlling the offspring sex ratio. And this is um, working in mice, but we think the same principles apply across the board in other mammals. So we see that there are genes on the Y chromosome that actually favor producing more male offspring and genes on the X chromosome that favor producing more female offspring. And these genes kind of have a fight with each other and that acts to amplify the copy number of all of these genes to get more copies on the X, more copies on the Y. And that kind of tops up the gene content there. So you've got the 
forces of degradation that are causing genes to be lost from the Y, but you have extra processes that are now beginning to be understood in much more molecular detail, adding gene content back to the Y chromosome. So the story of how long it's got left before it runs out becomes a lot more complicated, and it may never run out. It may sort of hover around the sort of 40 to 50 gene mark for the next 100, 200 million years. So there's no need to panic about the Y chromosome. Yeah, no, there's, <laughs> there's no need to panic at all. Um, this uh, story we wrote was actually for a medical handbook on in vitro fertilization. And uh, we, uh, my colleague, uh, Professor Griffin, and I were asked to provide a commentary on, given the fact that the Y chromosome is degenerating, does this have any implications for in vitro fertilization? and our assisted reproduction techniques in the modern world. So, for example, infertile couples coming in for treatment, is any of that related to the fact of degradation of Y chromosomal genes? And it is in a couple of ways, in that, um, yes, because you've got degenerative processes on the Y chromosome, sometimes you will get uh, deletions on it that cause some of these genes to be, uh, be lost. And because these are still essential for male fertility, this is one cause of infertility, and it might be why these uh, patients present at an infertility clinic. But um, another angle you can look at it from is to say, well, what about the um, female reproduction? What if you have uh, two women who come to you and say, we want to have a child together? Is that possible? Right. And the answer is that because the Y chromosome has lost a lot of its gene content, although the genes that are still on it are necessary for normal male reproduction, we can, or at least in animal model systems, and I think within a few decades, maybe in a human system, replace those gene functions for uh, a woman who wants to have um, children, and thus we could take cells from a woman and if ineffectively produce sperm from them, allowing two women to have children together. This is something that's been done in mice by a group from Hawaii led by a um, scientist called Monica Ward, but we're probably um, a couple of decades off being able to do that in humans, I'd say. Yeah, well, still some important implications from this research indeed. Uh, Dr. Ellis, we'll leave it there for now. Uh, thanks so much for your insight on this and appreciate making some time for us here. Thank you very much. All right, that's uh, Dr. Peter Ellis, School of Biosciences, University of Kent in the UK. So that was reassuring, I think. Uh, fascinating nonetheless. When we come back, we're going to find out more about this store in Seattle, now open to the general public, a company you might have heard of calls itself Amazon. Is this the future of shopping? You don't need cashiers. You don't need checkouts at all. Amazon Go, now officially open to the public. We'll get more details on that in a few minutes. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.